I'm, go listen to another episode if it doesn't apply to you. Mm-hmm. But people use their platforms to share their experiences, especially when it comes to like mental health. And the tabloids, when people are sharing some of the deepest, darkest moments of their life, and then the tabloids come and they exploit them and they criticize them and they ostracize them and they make them feel less than because of whatever issue it is that they're experiencing, whether it be mental health, whether it be a medical issue, whether it be, you know, sexual orientation, whatever it may be, they don't realize, and it's, and it's so insensitive because we're in like the culture of let's erase the stigma of mental health and let's erase that and let's embrace it. The tabloids do the opposite because they don't realize, like you said, they don't realize how they trigger people. People with mental health concerns or people who are struggling, that's a trigger. First of all, it's slightly triggering to tell the whole world, oh, hey, I have a mental illness. You know, that's triggering alone. And that is like, I don't care who you are. I don't care how fucked up of a person you are. If you're sharing that with the world, that's big. Because a lot of people, first of all, don't even go get the help that they need to identify that they actually have a problem. So to be able to actually identify that you have a problem and then to share that with the world, and most people share that because they want to reach out to other people who experience the same thing. But when you're sharing that to the world and you have tabloids telling you, oh, well, well, this person was in the psychiatric hospital. She had, she spazzed out and she, oh, you know, she did this or, you know, she went crazy. And it's those key phrases, those key words, right? And it's interesting you say that because I was doing an episode last night and I was just talking about like how, um, is it necessary for us to hit rock bottom to realize that like our level of appreciation for where we are right now? And I was reading about like Carrie Hilson Mm. and um, Carrie Hilson struggles with mental illness, but she, if you notice, she's been out of the music game for, she was out of the music game for a minute, but because she refused to um, do like a cover in, um, this magazine where Jay-Z and Beyonce were on the front cover, she refused to do like a piece inside of the magazine. Um, The Beehive came for her. They harassed her. They talked all kinds of shit about her. Meanwhile, they already know like what she struggles with. She's been very open about like her struggles with mental health. And these people still were coming after her. And and she explained that that was one of the reasons why she kind of like stepped away from music because she just, it just broke her. So people don't realize that like what they believe is their entertainment is somebody's life. And I know people say like, you should never let anybody discourage you from doing what you love. You should never let anybody stop you from doing what it is that you love. But when you're in the limelight like that and you have so much pressure and you have all these people harassing you, it almost puts you in a corner with that cat (laughs) (laughs) and you just like I can't do this so yeah like people's pain like that that's not that should that that is absolutely something that is not monetizable Mm -hmm. 
Like if you're going to highlight somebody's pain, highlight somebody's pain because you can relate to it. Highlight it because you want to say, oh, well, this statistic was wrong because I know X, Y, and Z, and this is what it is. You know, instead of trying to prove that, oh, this person crazy, they went off their rocker. People are so insensitive. And um, that's why a lot of people commit suicide, though. A lot of people commit suicide because they can't deal with the pressures of people like criticizing them for every little thing that they do or for criticizing them for speaking their truth. And that's what that's what that that's also what embodies she blows it is speaking a truth, like talking my shit in like the most Carla way possible and just putting the truth out there. But a lot of people are afraid to put the truth out there because, like you said, their pain is monetized upon. You know, if I don't think a lot of that would happen if superpowers were real, because, you know, who who wants to uh, be thrown out of a window and come three feet from the ground before they be caught, before they, you know, they realize they need to stop talking about people. Like, because if I, if I was one of those people in TMZ, you know, did a whole thing on me. I'm lifting the building about the ground and I'm turning it upside down while y'all in there. Like, yeah, that shit just happened. Like, you know, <laughs> mind your business. Like, mind your business. <laughs> you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, do the whole story. Don't take one piece and then flip it. You know, you got to be like actual uh, journalists. You know, investigative journalists. Don't just get a piece of the story. Get the whole thing and stop trying to make people look like um you know they're worse off than what they actually are and if they are in a bad situation to where yes they need help then don't put that out there you know if you're going to do all that help at least help them out if you're going to make a story about some mind help them out you know i feel i feel like i'm not going to say i feel because i try to like <laughs> I try to like make my decisions based off of logic and not emotion, but mm. I, I believe this is just my opinion. I, I agree with you. I believe people should like not jump to conclusions and people shouldn't do that shit. You know what I mean? Like that's just so, it just goes against the grain and it's so contradictory. It's so contradictory because in public people make it seem like they care but really behind closed doors, they don't. And some people have family members that are like struggling with the same things that they are all out forward and supporting, but they treating those same family members like they don't get it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, mutual understanding uh, isn't common. You know, like the, the term uh, common sense isn't common. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's uh it's strong in some families and it's rare that you see a a large quantity of people at least all in the same area whether it be a town city or state that all have mutual understanding of each other so once that once that becomes the norm then you'll see things lessen but unfortunately we live in a society where drama sex sells and like you said, everyone puts money before people. And 
once they realize that, that's when I honestly think you'll see a change. But until, you know, until we can get out of that, that mindset to where money is everything for people, like, you know, you won't, you won't see that change. But you, you, you'll, you'll hear about the conversations about people who've been affected by that. Like, think about it. If you, you hear stories about, uh, you know, rich people passing away and then their children fighting over the estate, over the money or stuff like that, or even, you know, uh, them trying to kill each other over the money because they never cared about the person. They only cared about the money. Like, you know, I don't have kids, but if my kids ever value my possessions or my material stuff or my luxury stuff over my life, you know, then it, it, it would be, uh, what is it called when you, you kill your kids? Is it fratricide or patricide or something like that? I might do that. You know, it's like, I'll start all over. I'm young, you know, but you gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just take them out. Well, our mamas, well, mama, well, my mama used to say, I brought you in this world. I can take you out, baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, though, like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy because when you, when you genuinely, genuinely care about somebody, right? Yeah. And especially when it comes to kids, like that's unconditional love. And if you teach them that and you show them that, then they shouldn't be influenced to the point, you know, even as adults to know uh, anything outside of that. And I'm not saying that that, that, that the mentality can't change. I'm saying that once you experience it, you should understand it and you should understand that life is more than material and, you know, luxury things and, you know, love will conquer all of those things, you know, and it'll keep you tight. Like, you know, those are the type of when you when you uh, genuinely care about somebody, those people will hang in with you through it all. You Facts. know, you know, when you hit the bottom or when you hit the top, you know, that won't change. It's, it's you know, people don't change who they are. They change what they are. You can be an asshole, whether you broke or whether you rich. You can be a good person, whether you broke or whether you rich, you know? So that's, that's something that people don't know how to define amongst themselves. And that's what they need to start doing because you see those posts about people saying no new friends or, you know, I'm in a circle by myself or stuff like that. I mean, you chose these people. Did you really know them? Did you pay attention to that stuff? You know, everyone wakes up. And everyone's just making a decision what they think is best for them. No, is no perfect plan to this thing. We all just going around making decisions and saying what best works out. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's stupid. Agreed. So look, when you said money and possessions, I felt that because when I was 15 years old, so like I, I've I've seen what you're talking about, right? Like as far as like when you said like if I die and my kids feel like my possessions are more valuable than my life, then that's a problem. So I grew I, I'm an only child, and um, my mom passed away when I was 15. So I kind of seen what you're talking about firsthand, where 
the money and possessions were more valuable than the person. So to make a long story short, just to kind of like give you like an example of exactly what you're talking about. Like when my mom died and I was 15, I had family members, like my mom had left stuff for me, but because I was a minor, like people were, we had like a bunch of law enforcement and attorneys and people in our family who knew loopholes. So there were so many people just trying to come after like everything that my mom had. And I'm just like, well, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, well, damn, what were y'all gonna leave for me? Hmm. Like, this was my mama. <laughs> she was a judge, like, and then it was just almost like, not to put too much out there, but it was like, almost like, well, you guys didn't even really like care that much. Like, I'm not gonna say they didn't care, but y'all really weren't involved as much, you know? like. I was the one at 15 and 14 years old sneaking and driving, you know, my mom to her doctor's appointment. Nobody else came through for that. You know, I wasn't even supposed to be driving, but like my mom, like she had, she had lung cancer. So, you know, she couldn't breathe. I had to do what I had to do. So anyway, I like I was the one holding it down. I was the one doing everything. I didn't expect anything and I didn't even really know. And that was a thing. And that's why this season on She Blows It is called Made in Ignorance, because it's a lot of things that I didn't know myself. And I know that there are a lot of things that other people out there don't know. But now that I think about it, it's like y'all were really taking advantage of me. You know what I mean? Like um, I have family members trying to take every possession that my mom had left for me. Which means that by the time, you know, I had become like an adult adult, I wouldn't have had shit. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like my mom left that for me. But y'all value possessions and money. And, and it's like almost like, oh, well, she just a kid. She don't know nothing, you know, to take advantage. That just shows like the true essence and 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 it shows like the virtues of people. It shows like their their moral their like moral compass and who they really are because if you're going to value money over life that's a problem you know like i understand building generational wealth i understand you know put hustling and doing whatever you got to do to build generational wealth for your kids but one of the things that like we have to think about outside of hustling and okay i know you don't have kids big t but um, when you do, you're going to start thinking about this. Um, just building generational wealth for your kids. You also have to think like, okay, let me set this up. So nobody takes advantage of my kid because we, we all think, okay, the people that I have in my corner, you know, they got my back. They're going to look out for my kids. But when money is involved, that changes people because the same people that say that they have your back, or the same people that say, oh, I got you. When it comes to some money and you gone and you dead and you in the ground and you can't do nothing about it, the whole dynamic changes. Yeah. So, so that part, that really hurts my heart. And I think that like all of us, and when you have kids too, set it up so where if something happens, you know for sure, okay, I know my kid is going to get what they deserve and it's not going to be a fight. And it's not gonna be no bullshit. It just really like breaks my heart to see people taken advantage of. And not just with me, but I've seen it happen to other people. 
and good people. You know what I mean? Like good people. But then I've also seen scenarios where somebody passed away, there was money involved and the person did the right thing. I've seen that too. So it is possible, but then at the same time as a parent and when you have kids, it's always something that you need to keep in the back of your mind. Okay, they might be rocking with me right now, but when I'm gone, that's it. You know, people say, okay, well, you ain't never coming back, so I'm going to just do what the fuck I want to do. And that's crazy to me. That's why people got to take parents and be so serious, you know? Yeah. You got you to gotta show them, you know, every day, every day what's right, what's wrong, and how to be a, you know, a decent person. Because mm-hmm. if that's ingrained in them, then they'll know what's right when it comes to that day where you can no longer teach them or no, no longer show them. Or even when you get to a point where you can't take care of yourself, you know, because if you if you don't if you if you don't have anybody else and your kids can't look after you, you know, um, wh- what do you got? And that's what you want to show them, you know, and you want them to show them to your grandkids. And to keep that going, those type of traditions need to keep, you know, need to be passed down. You know, I, be myself, I'm going to, you know, ingrain that in their DNA when it comes to, you know, uh, being a decent person, when it comes to recognizing people's flaws and characters and know who to keep around and remember, you know, family first, stop breaking up, you know, uh, families or don't start a family if if you're not ready you know don't yeah. just jump out there because what your friends are doing nothing like that be an individual at the end of the day you know be strong for the people around you so they can know what it's like and don't just you know jump into anything because it's the new wave you know that's what we need more we need more individuals that uh think as you know, a community opposed to a, a bunch of people in community just doing whatever they imitate or they see on TV every day. So. Yeah. And when you say, okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. So when we started, you said that I, I talked about your funny videos because you, you and Ken had me cracking up like when y'all <laughs> roast each other. <laughs> So when you say um, people laugh at your pain, like if people laugh at your pain, that means you're funny about your pain. Like that means that you crack jokes about your own pain, right? So if you, when you crack, when you talk about your own pain and you look back at it and you laugh about it, is that like a way for you to deal with it and say, you know what, this is something that happened. It's over. I'm in a better space, but now I can look back and laugh about it because that experience shaped me to be who I am at this very given moment. Yeah. I, I, when I, when I say laugh at my pain, I mean, not that I'm saying that I'm hurting from the situation. It was a life experience that that uh ended up being crazy 
but I was able to, you know, uh, say it in a way that made it, you know, comical for people because they can they can sit back and break down the details, you know, analytically later and be like, wow, that was really crazy. But it's my truth. So, you know, right then and there, I can't laugh at it because, you know, depending on the situation, it was like, damn, that just happened. And, you know, it could have went left. And but when I tell when I tell people these stories, it, it sounds so crazy. It sounds like it's made up. But then I got witnesses. I got like I got receipts like, you know, what yes. I'm saying? so, yeah. So, you know, for me, it's it's just me, you know, telling chapters of my life. And it's just these small little speed bumps that ended up being cautionary tales for some um, something to laugh at for others. And for me, it's just a learning experience. So that's the way I treat it. Like, you know, this week I, I posted a story about how this uh, Dominican chick almost got me killed. And, you know, <laughs> everyone's like, you know, I live a crazy life. I'm like, no, I, I run into people. And during our um, interactions, um, and it, most of them happened when I was younger, you know, so, you know, a decision I made caused the situation to go left. And my decision was to not properly uh, engage this young lady in this relationship. And when I did that, she she decided to, uh, you know, I don't want to say ruin my life, but, you know, make me feel some type of pain. So I encourage you guys to, you know, go check it out. Uh, it's it's available on all my platforms and listen to the story. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to I have to binge listen to everybody's stuff. I have so much stuff to listen to today, so I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. And I want to ask you a question. So mm-hmm. they say that, like, people who attract. Like. I won't say crazy, but like just kind of different people. Mm-hmm. Like because the girl you described, she kind of seemed a little like codependent and like needy and clingy a little bit. So like do you consider yourself like in a relationship like the healer, like the person that keeps it together? Because typically what I see is that men who are healers and men who are um have some level of like emotional intellect they attract like sometimes they attract like broken women mm. and then like even when you went as far as like just trying to figure out the mindset for some women that shows them that like in their mind they think you're interested but in your mind it's like i really want to understand like what you're doing and then more so it's like i want to understand what i did for you to make you for you to make it seem like this is okay so, like, do you think that you're like the healer and the 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 teacher in your relationships? Like, are you the one? Are you the type that like is like, all right, you my girl, and push you forward? Because women, like, when you get when you attract women like that, and they feel like, oh, okay, you know, because she clearly felt so safe with you, like, just in a moment's time. So that kind of gives me vibes that you're like a healer, like not like thick, not, not like super saver woman Mm -hmm. i won't say that part yeah (laughs) but just like you're the healer like you 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 give life like you 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 help people through things and people kind of misconstrue that as oh my gosh he likes me so much he loves me so you think you're the healer 
You like Erica Badu the healer? I I uh I did some research on this and I I've been defined as a natural healer and I bring balance to people's lives. So um yes, mm-hmm. but it you know when I meet these people, it's not in search of healing, it's just like it ends up happening, you know, because nine times out of ten it's a it's a young lady that I was, you know, trying to date or whatever. So in the course of me, you know, getting to know them, I'm recognizing these things or certain things happen because, you know, um, emotions change or they they hide what some people would call the crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, until it comes out. So it's like. I I don't want to say that I. uh, I expose their truths, but it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a surface level dude, you know? So, you know, when we have conversations, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to know you. I'm gonna talk to you. You know, I'm gonna figure out stuff. I'm gonna remember stuff. Like I'm, I'm that type of person. Oh, when you was 13, you had a My Little Pony that a dog ate and then ran in the street and got hit by a bus by and then you never saw it again. Like I'm gonna remember that stuff. Like I'm gonna get you to My Little Pony minus the dog. You know, I'm that, I'm that type of person. But I picked that up. <laughs> so, you know, um, but when you when when people can't recognize they they have an issue whether you want to consider it to be mental illness or not or whatever like you have a problem with uh clinginess or you have a problem with um trust issues or something like that or if you you know you just uh you have a problem with infidelity or whatever the case may be you hide that stuff to people that you consider genuine outside of yourself. So then when they when they see the real you, they look at you like you're awful, like you're crazy because that's what you're showing them. You're not showing them who you really are. You're showing them what they want them, what you want them to see. Right. You know what I'm saying? So stop making people um see you in any other way but who you truly are. Now, you know, it's like, you know, when you they say that when you go on a first date or you're dating someone, you're saying they're representative. Yes. I, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I've learned since I was 14 to never be anybody but myself. And unfortunately, I've ran into people who who have, you know, self issues and that's how I got catfished so many times. Damn. And, yeah, yeah. Um I can't wait for my book to drop because, you know, people will really understand. Like I, you know, I put out a couple of stories about this stuff and it's just like, <laughs> when does your book drop? Because you know, I'm, I'm an avid reader and I love reading. So when does your book drop? Uh, um, I'm, I've been, I've been working on the, the okay. book of it recently. So hopefully I can have something out by next year, but it's a, it's an autobiography about my life and, I think it's going to be a good read for some people and and a good instruction manual for others, you know. Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm here for it. I can't wait for that book to come out. Yeah. Yeah, so I could I can go on and on about, you know, my stories and experiences when it comes to dating women and you probably look at me like I don't I don't even know how you still you're still here. <laughs> I understand how you're still here because like, I understand it from like a healer perspective. Mm -hmm. 
Because mm. I, I picked up on that when you told me that scenario about the girl. But I can understand how you get get there. But um, the most important part about it, though, T, is that I can say that just listening to the way you handle the situation, that is from a genuine place. So I don't think it's crazy. I think that um, I think it's very genuine. I think it shows your level of patience. I think it shows your level of attentiveness because a lot of men aren't attentive. Like you said, I could tell you, like you pay attention to stuff like, oh, well, when you were whatever, I think you said something about <laughs> 13 and you had, 13 you and <laughs> the My Little Pony thing, right? Yeah. So most men don't be paying attention to that shit. They don't do that. I mean, a lot, a lot of them don't, but a lot of them do. I'm not going to say that men don't do it at all. Cause I'm not that type of girl. I'm not the type of person to say, Oh, no men do do this, but we know that there's some that don't, but the fact that like you have that level of attentiveness and that level of awareness, like that speaks volumes about you, you know? And that's why like a lot of people don't know how to handle that type of empathy and compassion. And they take it the wrong way. Like the same energy that like you put into like figuring out, you know, women you're dating. And I'm sure you you carry this over into friendships and people that you talk to on your podcast and people that you network with. But that same level of like getting to know people and understanding people like for you, I know you do it on both sides. But for all of us collectively, like we have to kind of like look at it from another perspective. Because I was saying something. But um, yeah, a lot of people can't like handle that level of um, attentiveness. So it just seems like you be running into people who take that shit the wrong way. But I think that's a good attribute for you to have. Because not only do you roll that over into your relationships, but your friendships. And people don't understand how important it is to know your friends just as well as you know your significant other. Like, a friendship is like a relationship, whether it's male or female. And I know like when it comes to two men being friends and like putting relationship in it, it's kind of weird. But when I say relationship, like just like the bond, like it's important to know who you're dealing with. It's important to even know about your friend. Yeah, friend, I remember that time you told me that you got scammed and you called me and you were screaming and crying. But, you know, we got that together, <laughs> you know, like so it's important. It's important to know your friends just as well as you know them in your relationship. So I really commend you for that because there are not a lot of people in this world that actually take the time to truly get to know who they're dealing with and who actually want to truly know who they're dealing with. Because you saw red flags, but you were like, you know what? Let me get to the bottom of this. And like, I just want to ask you a question. Do you feel like, do you feel like you contributed to her behaviors in any way? Like, do you feel like you made her feel like some of her behaviors were okay? Um, no, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't think I did at all. Um, to be quite honest, because it's not like I was, uh, you know, selling her a dream about, you know, being having the future not like we were honestly you know just getting to know each other so okay. my whole thing is i gotta i gotta figure out 
who you are, your rhythms, you know, the way you carry yourself, how do you handle arguments and stuff like that? Like pet peeve, that's not nothing that comes out in the first couple of weeks. That's, you know, that's a little time. And, you know, sometimes it's six months before, you know, a girl can tell you or a young lady tells you, you know, well, look, sometimes I get pissed off and I throw trash cans at kids, you know, stuff <laughs> like that, you know, and it's like, all right, I understand. Can we work on that? Is that something you want to stop doing? Because Susie is hurting. Look at her. <laughs> Susie on the ground. Yeah. You know, so it's it's stuff like that, that uh, uh, these boys out here, you know, not understanding and they creating uh, baby mamas instead of parents. So we need less, less of one and more of the other. Agreed. Yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, I, um, I lived a life, still living it. You know, I'm, uh, I'm getting to the, uh, I'm getting to the good part. I feel as though, you know, especially with the, uh, the start of my show and everything else I got going on and I'm working on, you know, I'm, I'm hitting my, uh, my groove, you know, so. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking forward to the next couple of years and seeing what comes of it. I, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Yeah, I feel the same way about your show and my show and Grown Man Logic show. Like I'm I'm like I'm so excited to see like our evolution, you know? Like I like to see people evolve. And I talk about that a lot. And I try to like help people evolve because just like help people evolve based on like the steps that I've taken to evolve. So I love supporting other podcasters. You know I fucks with you, Big T. You always have my back. Like it's all love. You always, you always have my back. <laughs> um, but I like to, I like to see people evolve, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to see like, you know, your show grow too. Um, because just from talking to you today, I learned a lot. Like I know we, we kind of like crack jokes in the comments, and we, you know, talk. We you know, kind of, mm -hmm. we support each other and we, um, you know, support each other online and stuff like that. But, um, just talking to you give, just gave me a whole different, like perspective, like, because I see, like, I see the funny big T I see like your funny stuff. Um, but to actually sit down and have an intellectual conversation with you about like some real shit and just to see what type of person you are that really like just broadened my perspective. And I, I truly respect the person that you are because it's so hard to, um, when you're a healer, it's almost like, like Kendrick Lamar. You like Kendrick Lamar? Oh yeah. You know that song feel when he was like the whole world want me to pray for them, but who the fuck praying for me? Yeah. So it's kind of like that, you know, you get put into a position where it's like, okay, you are, putting in all of your effort to see people be their greatest. You put in all your effort to see people do their best, but in certain aspects, you kind of have people that like aren't reciprocating and they're just kind of using your good qualities for their advantage and to feel whatever voids that they have. So I really respect everything that you're doing. I respect the type of person you are. And I respect that. Like you definitely try to get down to like, the deep seated rooted issues to truly understand because people are not in the business of understanding like truly 
people are in the business of talking their shit and responding without having any regard to what you feel or what you have to say. And I know it probably takes a lot of emotional energy out of you sometimes to be like, look, like, oh, and then let me ask you a question. So are you like the mediator between your friends? Like, do you keep everybody together and in check? Because you give me those vibes. Um, unfortunately, you know, I, it's it's like, it's not, it, you know, they, they, they'll call me and already be on three-way, like talking to each other and they're in the middle of an argument. I'm just like, no. No, what are y'all talking about? Somebody ate somebody pudding snack, something stupid like that. Or mm -hmm. it could be something as frivolous as gas money or uh, how they handled uh, a certain situation. Like, you know, whether they felt like the other person respected them enough to, you know, act a certain way, stuff like that. And I'm just like, come on now. We're adults. Why are we talking like this? And then... Uh, I got to a point that I felt like I was a, a therapist with some people that, you know, supposed to be my friends and they would call me and talk about, you know, like relationship issues and stuff like that. And I got to a point to where I, I told them straight up, I said, look, if you're going to call me and talk about this shit, you got to cash at me $5 and then you can say whatever you want. And if the phone hangs up, that's another $5. If you call me back, like, honestly, like I'm not, I'm not for it, especially if I, if I give you facts about a situation, like it was this one girl who would call me and complain about her, her boyfriend. And I would tell her, look, you either need to leave him alone or marry him and stop complaining or, or whatever. And whatever will stop you, this endless loop of you calling me about your situation, because it's, it's ridiculous. If I give you facts on the reason why you should stop doing the same thing over and over again, and the reason that you're calling me before you even pick up the phone, before you even start talking, like you need to, you know, realize that what you're doing is insanity. And yet they would keep doing it. So I'm just like, all right, if that's what you want to do, that's the way you want to live your life. That's fine. It's just going to cost you five dollars every time you want to talk to me about it. And that's straight up, like, honestly, like I, I try to get people to get out of their own way and see it because i'm like if you if you come to me with a situation and i know firsthand what it is and i'm giving you just facts no type of fairy tale details nothing like that just facts and details you should be able to put emotion to the side and realize that hey this isn't good he doesn't love me or i'm not in love for him or you know, what they're doing is wrong and it's hurting me more than it's helping me. I need to step away. Some people, you know, they don't know how to deal with their own issues or realize that they got issues that need to be, you know, addressed before they can, you know, fix something uh, outside of themselves, like mostly relationships. So that's key. Once you recognize those things, you know, then you won't find yourself in situations like that anymore at least from my perspective. Yeah. And then like, it's just the level of, okay, so my friend is holding me accountable. So now I need to hold myself accountable and not keep, you know, doing the same shit. Or if you're going to do the same shit, don't keep coming back to me with the same shit. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Like at least not every day. Like don't, don't, not, not, not every day. You know, we're all there for our friends and stuff. But like you said, once you start like to put those gems out and if your friend is not like actively working and saying, okay, like this is what I'm doing. This is what is not working. That's one thing. But like when people aren't even putting forth the initiative to try to make a difference and it's like, okay, cash at me my $5. Period. <laughs> <laughs> no bull and you know you you are the company you keep so you know all my real friends you know regardless to my issues with what they do on a daily basis or whatever the case may be we uh we still close whether i keep them around me all the time you know that's another thing mm-hmm. you know but other than that i realized you know years ago that i didn't have you know, X amount many friends. I had a bunch of associates, you know, and my real friends, you know, they showed up when they when I called. You know, they 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 looked out for me. They pay attention to stuff like that, or they support. You know, everyone right. else, they was just there for the good times or what they can get from me or whatever. So it's just like, ah, no need to talk to you no more. You know, it's it's like I see you in the street. I say what's up, and that's it. You know, I'll, I I can do the whole, you know, um, hey, how you doing? That's what's up. I'll talk to you later, whatever, whatever. Take care. You know, we could do that. You know, other than that, I'm not going to sit down and have a talk with you, you know. And, you know, uh, another thing that I uh, I take issue with is when, when people put themselves in situations, like especially when it comes to relationships and they expect more out of it than what it really is i'm like i you know i i and i'm not saying that i'm perfect or nothing like that but if i was dealing with a young lady and we had an understanding in the beginning of that and and then they want to change that when we already came to an agreement it's like come on now stop 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 making it more than what it is or stop um Stop, stop trying to, uh, you know, uh, use me to better your situation because you think that, you know, um, that's what the next person wants. Like, if you never been to my house, how could you call yourself my girl? Right. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I only call you after 11 o'clock and it, you know, and we don't talk at all during the day when the sun's up. How could this be more in your mind than what it is? Like, these are the things that causes situations to go left. So, you know, understand what you're doing before you, uh, you know, expect somebody to, you know, fall whim to whatever you got going on or to come to the mercy of whatever BS you're doing. And then that that's also where effective communication plays a part, too. Like when you lay when you lay that groundwork, like you just said, you tell a person straight up, like this is what it is, you know. Um, and then if that communication wasn't effective, then that's the red flag where you know, all right, this might be something else. I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I got a story I can tell you off air that that went way okay. left, and <laughs> yeah, it it was bad. It's 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 in the book too, but it was one of those things where she number one i don't like disrespect two she tried to manipulate me and through that i ended up being 
like really petty, <clears throat> like disrespectfully petty. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But <clears throat> all in all, we had to understand it in the beginning. And then her situation changed and she wanted more. When I wasn't willing to give more, but she thought that she could manipulate me into, you know, uh, falling under her whim when the whole time she was treating me like, um, uh, you know, like I, um, I'm a sucker or something. You know what I'm saying? So, and she was, oh. yeah, she was disrespecting me behind my back without me knowing. And, I, and the way I found out made me say, okay, I'm, I'm going to be petty and disrespectful just like you are. Except, you know, it was worse. But I, like I said, I'll tell you about that off air. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, oh, uh, man, uh, this has been dope. You know, I, um, I really enjoyed this conversation, Carla. I hope I did too. I, I did too. I enjoyed talking to you. We have to, we have to talk again on She Blows It. Okay. That'll definitely work. I, um, I, I've been listening to, uh, some episodes and I'm just like, man, I need to, uh, I need to step my game up when it comes to, uh, you know, breaking down my thoughts on certain situations, but you know, like I said, again, my show isn't about me. It's about my guests. Yeah. I try, you know, I try to do like a balance. Sometimes I get like, you know, sometimes I use myself because like, I be wanting people to understand, like, I'm not just blowing smoke out of my ass, mm -hmm. you know, like I try to give stuff from a realist perspective. And you know, like when people tell you, like when people share their personal like stories with you, you know, they can relate a little better. They'll be like, okay, well, you know, somebody understands. Like I was doing a show last night and um, we, we kind of dibbled and dabbled into a whole bunch of stuff. And we ended up talking about mental health. And my guests that I had on also struggled with like some mental health issues. And um, yeah, we were just like going on and on and on about that. And um, we were just at a place where we were like, okay, like, we understand each other and that like kind of drew us a little closer in our connection and our network mm -hmm. because when you have people you can relate to and you tell your personal story. so t don't be scared to tell your personal stories because people people gonna relate to that shit and people gonna be like damn that happened to me too that happened to me too <laughs> me too <laughs> oh hey i uh I, I definitely uh share you know that's that's never the issue it's it's more me uh I guess real deep dive and in, in when it comes to uh certain issues. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I uh I definitely share all the time, you know. And some certain people don't pick up on it because they like I said, they only look for clickbait, you know? Yeah. So sometimes you miss out on a lot when you, you skip over those coals that's holding those diamonds, you feel me? Yes. So okay. Since you like to crack jokes, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> okay. So, you heard, have you heard of Clubhouse? You've been on Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse? No, I'm not on Clubhouse, but uh, I, I did with a dabble in it a little bit. So, do you want to get on Clubhouse? Because I got like seven invites. You want to get on Clubhouse? For sure. I'll get on Clubhouse. Okay. So, um, after this, whenever you're ready, I have some invites. I'll send you one. But like. Okay. 
I think you would enjoy it because like you'll get to see different like conversations and stuff and you'll get to hear people talking and it might give you like a little inspo like to talk about you know whatever mm-hmm. but um I was on Clubhouse one night and um I, I like comedy I like funny shit right <laughs> so I went into this room and it was like a roasting session room I, they don't even do it anymore I don't think but like this was when Clubhouse first started. It was just popping. Mm-hmm. So I went into this Clubhouse room and it was about like just roasting each other. So there was a bunch of people in the room and like people are very selective. So you have like, you have people who are like, they call it the stage, just people who enter the room, they're at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Then you have people who are followed by the speakers. That's like another stage. And when you're followed by the speakers, most time, most of the times, if you're followed by the speakers, the speakers will push you up to be like a speaker, mm-hmm. like a part of the moderation. So I wasn't expecting them to pull me out of all of these people and put me up with the speakers because <laughs> I, I wasn't even followed by any of the speakers. Uh-huh. So I get pushed up. And um, I realized how the roasting session was going, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the picture that that I have up of um, like just my Zoom picture before I come on when my video is off that same picture, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everybody was roasting and they was like, oh, Carla in here, quiet. I'm like, hey, y'all. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and they like, you sound so sweet. I said, sometimes. And then they were like, but you... She's ever like, you sound so sweet, but you got a big boss baby head. You a <laughs> boss baby head. You got a big boss baby head ass. I'm like, <laughs> but then when I thought about it, so let me tell you what I did. They called me boss baby because first of all, like in my pictures, I don't know why. Like, I don't know what to do with my face and I don't know what to do my do with my hands and my pictures. So any picture that I post, it took me forever to figure out how to get it together because I don't be knowing what to do. I'm like, do I smile this way? Like, am I on my good side? <laughs> so <laughs> I sent the same picture that they were roasted. Everybody started roasting me when they started calling me boss baby. They were like, yeah, damn, she looks mean as fuck. She looks mean. Boss baby had her. I bet she'd be telling everybody what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so so I called some guy, like, I don't know what I said to him. Like, I don't, I, I had a corny joke. I was like, I called him like, I was like, yo, bow skillet head ass. I said something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, everybody was like, what? What the fuck is bow skillet? I said, well, shit, then look it up on Urban <laughs> And then um, I sent the picture to my friend. I was like, clutching my invisible pearls. I was like, friend, can you believe that they said I look like boss baby? Do I look like boss baby in this? But she was like, girl, send me the picture. So I said, okay, I'm going to send you the picture. So I sent her the picture. She was like, girl, you fucked up when you, because <laughs> you do look like boss baby and you don't ever smile unless like people see you in person. So you do look like boss baby. I was like, damn. So my friend roasted me. <laughs> so I would love to like be in on one of your roasting sessions to step my roasting game up oh okay i i i feel you um i'm okay i'm I'm gonna tell you this i'm not a roaster but my defense mechanism is to find a feature on you and make you uh stop talking 
you know, because because like I can say you look like a light skinned version of the Grinch, but that would just be wrong, right? <laughs> no, no, it's not because first of all, you're not the first person to say that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so my friends say that all the time because I have like this very sometimes I have a very mischievous smile. Like I'll be like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. So that's not the first time somebody said I look like the Grinch. So I'm just not, I'm just not green. Like, like for me, I, I get in, like, I know you've seen that live I was on the other day uh, with the people in the roast room. Like, that's that's all they do is just crack jokes and make fun of each other. And for me, I'm I'm more of a, a sniper type. You know, I'll sit back and I'll get a joke off every now and then. But I'm not the repetitive person that's going to sit there and go joke and joke and joke with you. You know, that's just... But... When you you come up the way I did, and you got a head shaped like mine's, and you know uh, you a big dude in the third grade, like all that stuff, like you got it, you develop tough skin. So, it, like coming on live and you know sitting there, like if I had like my Gabra or something on there, that'd definitely help because just having conversations is just you know picking little stuff, and sometimes it could be something you never even recognize, like. I could be like, um, you know, uh, you know, your teeth so big, you know, you'd be leasing it out to demolition companies or something like that. Like, you know, stuff like that, you know, <laughs> stuff that people don't think about. And then you think about like, you know, they do look like the scoop on the shovel. Like, that's crazy. You know, so yeah. for, for, for me, you know, it, it's all about it's all about defense. I'm never the person to attack. I'm always defended, you know, and that's that's the way it is for me. So you gotta look at it like that, and don't just don't just jump out there and say any old thing. Like sometimes you gotta give a person a real good look and then think about something. Like where have I seen that face before? Like, you know, I'm like trying to put a picture. I'm like, okay, Carl looks like a Furby. I haven't seen a Furby in years, you know. So that's that's why she looks so familiar. The Furbies are nice. They always smiling. They got that protruding forehead, like stuff like that. <laughs> hey, that's why I usually be put my little sword aside because I know I got to forehead. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's all fun at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. sometimes you you just gotta you know um, you got to start off in a different direction. You know, you can give somebody a compliment, be like, you know, I like your outfit. It was like you got jumped by some tropical birds or something. Like <laughs> you know, saying something like that. So when you when you when you when you sweeten it up and get and then give them the sour, that makes it even funnier. You know? <laughs> so you gotta you gotta walk your delivery in and make it real smooth. Cause sometimes if you go too analytical you know, people be like, wait, huh? You got to remember who you're talking to. Like, you got in a room full of roasters that was just talking shit. So that's that's probably what they do every day. And then they analytical for like 15% of that day. But the rest of that stuff is just, you know, ignorance. So you got to remember that. Yeah. Well, I did get jumped by tropical birds because I'm in Florida. <laughs> I'm always getting jumped by tropical birds, blue jays, parrots. Hey, that's that sounds quite frightening to be honest. 
like I had a bird like run into my like it's crazy. Don't I had a bird shit on me? Wow, recently? Uh, about six months ago. Not recent. I, I not too recently. I was getting out of the car and um, walking in. There's a big tree, and the bird just shit on me. So I walked in to my godmother's house. Rest in peace to my godmother. She just she passed away um, two weeks ago. Um, but I walked in her house, and I said, Nana, a bird just shit on me. <laughs> like, sweetie, that's good luck. I said, a bird just shit on me. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people realize that those are the lies that people told you know, the stuff that the bad stuff, the people that the bad stuff happened to, to make them feel better. Yeah. Because you didn't hit the lottery after you wiped the bird shit off. Did no, you? You know? no, I didn't get no extra funds in my bank account, nothing. Yeah. So, you know, those are just like some of the dumbest lies, you know? And if you like real superstitious, you're going to be like standing underneath a tree like three hours a day. Like, I, I'm trying to get this job. Come on, uh, Mr. Mr. You know, drop that white Come shit. Come on, little fluffy shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> some, Something stupid like that, you know. And people believe that stuff, you know. So, hey, it is what it is. They say ignorance is bliss, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this has been dope, Carla. We're going to have to uh, loop back around and do this again one of these days. I know you got uh, know you got some stuff going on. Absolutely. We're definitely going to do this again. We got to get you. Uh, we have to get you on to uh, the Grown Men Logic show to talk with us a little bit. How was oh, my British accent? Was that good? I was about to ask, are you an actor? No. Are you just an imitator? In my in my previous life, I like to say that I was Marilyn Monroe. Okay, I didn't know she was British. She's not, but she was an actress. That that was a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes, she was an actress, and she was a uh, very widely famous at the same time. Yeah, she was. She was. She. She was. You know, doing her thing. Okay, you ever get on Clubhouse with the British accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get on my podcast with the British accent. Okay, I haven't came across one of those ever, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta sit through all of now and hear you come on there and uh, you know, do you do it through the entire show? Nah, nah. Oh. You know, I even have my son doing it. I have an episode. I don't remember what episode it is because I have so many on there, but I have an episode with my son on there doing a British accent. Like I have him doing that now. <laughs> He's like, "Mommy, would you like a spot of tea, mommy? Would you like some coffee?" I'm like, <laughs> "Look at you." <laughs> um. Oh, but I have a video on my IG TV okay. where I do where I do like a little skit. So you got to go on my IGTV. You'll see it. I have on like this. You'll probably say I got jumped by <laughs> peacocks with the with the uh, shawl that I had on. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I did like a little uh, skit where I was just like, if you have not tuned into the She Blows It podcast, <laughs> you're missing out on a lot. And then and then I was like, no, 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 no. And then I just started like singing Slim Shady. I was just doing all kind of <laughs> random shit. <laughs> Okay, I got to check that one out. 
Oh man. So yeah. um why don't you tell the people where they can find you at and if you got anything coming up? All right. So I am Carla Cola, you guys, and I'm the host of She Blows a Podcast. You guys can find me um, on social media. I'm mostly on Instagram. I do plan on expanding. Um, you can find me on Instagram at She Blows It underscore pod, uh, where, you know, I do my thing and I blow smoke on the nuances of uh, society, on um what it looks like for society to kind of like hinder our evolution as people and what we can do to move forward and evolve as people, right? Just through real stories, real perspectives, and just kind of stepping outside of the box, the social construct uh, to understand people. So you can find me on Instagram as she blows it underscore pod. And um, you can find like, you know, a lot of my content coming up. Um, because I've been doing a lot of like visual recordings. So you'll be able to actually see uh, some of my shows on YouTube. Um, if you look up She Blows It, the She Blows It YouTube page, make sure you subscribe. I don't have any videos up there, but just subscribe. <laughs> I need y'all to subscribe and hit the notification button. So when the videos do come out, <laughs> so when they come out, y'all ready. <laughs> you should. You should take this clip and put that as your first video on your YouTube channel. <laughs> send it to me. Just take this little part out and send it to me. But yeah, there's nothing on a YouTube channel yet, but just make sure you subscribe and hit the notifications because when the content does come out, it's going to be lit. Like it's going to be lit, you guys. So um, look out for content on youtube um but also my podcast is available wherever podcasts are available you can find me on apple Podcasts, um iHeartRadio, um anchor spotify pandora everywhere and um some upcoming projects that i have um i've been recording all week so i plan on you know dropping some more like visual episodes just to kind of you know, so you guys can see my face. Mm. And so it's not just, oh, we just hear her talking. Because you get a different vibe when you see people's face. So I just want to, like, put my face out there. And I want to, like, genuinely connect with my audience. So uh, check that out. And um, I will be releasing new content on Monday. Um, I have a slew of videos to edit. So I'll be dropping uh, content on Monday for the tail end of season six. But just know, I will be working on season seven, and I plan on, like, season seven being bigger and better than season six because that's my goal is to always make each season bigger and better. And I want to provide all the listeners and the audience with more resources. I want to provide everybody with different insights, and I want to, like, um, build a community, you know, just build a community of supporting of supportive people. I want to build a community of podcasters. I want to build a community where everybody feels safe and where everybody can just blow their smoke and not feel pressed to hold back. You know, I want to create a community where people can say whatever it is that they need to say to help or whatever they believe that will help other people evolve. So, um season season 7 will be coming up soon. That will be in the works within the next two weeks uh because i'll have like weeks worth of content after you know i I finish so 
yeah, check me out. Big T, I'm going to have you on some projects with me. So just be ready to work. Be ready for me to um, be hitting you up like, hey, can you uh, meet with me on this date? Uh, because we're definitely going to put some work in. And again, I thank you so much for allowing me on your platform. And um, I appreciate the person that you are and how you actually like just take time to to get to know your people. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, give me a heads up on dates and time, and we can, you know, work something out as far as scheduling and everything. And I look forward to it. Um, you know, I'm always down to collab with people and, you know, make those connections and see what comes of it because, you know, that's the beautiful thing about social media. If you use it correctly, you know, you can expand and, and grow and, you know, make all types of connections that you, you never had in person, you know, but then right. if you just try to manipulate it, then you end up being one of those people that everyone just laughs at stuff like that so you know i ain't with that i'm with a good laugh i'm with a good joke um but i'm all about growth i'm all about you know teaching the next generation uh what should happen and seeing actual change not just talking about it yeah actual change yes yes most definitely but uh this has been another very dope conversation that we had here on the i can't make this up podcast that's the i can't with a k make this up podcast you can find me everywhere podcasts are available also on youtube instagram facebook and twitter and if you're listening to this right now yeah you hit that like hit that follow button hit that subscribe button the notifications I, i'll leave that up to you but it, you know Hit those buttons. Just, just, just it, it don't take nothing but a second, maybe even less if you got telepathy. Like, you just uh, blink, and then next thing you know, the shit is liked, or you hit the follow button. That'd be kind of cool, though. If you listen mm-hmm. to my show, you get telepathy. <laughs> Watch the followers go up. Like, it ain't happening. I said, give it a week. <laughs> I like that telepathy. Come on. Yeah, no bullshit. But uh, again, thanks for coming on, Carla. This has been another great one. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, peace.